Hey, everyone. I'm talking in my golfing voice. I'm out on the course right now. It's one of my favorite places to bring my camera. However, this isn't about photography today. Today, I want to talk to you about golf. You know I'm an avid golfer by my endless golf analogies on the podcast. I'm also an equipment freak. I don't want to admit the number of golf-related items I've purchased in the last 10 years. Do you know what piece of equipment you use on every shot? No, not the driver. No, not the putter. It's the golf ball. And when I found Encore Golf, the search for the perfect golf ball completely stopped. And trust me, I have tried them all. I play the Vero X1, and once I switch to that ball, I haven't looked back. Encore tells me the ball is perimeter weighted, is why it flies straighter and truer than the competition, and that may very well be true. However, I tend to think it's for my perfectly on-plane golf swing. Agree to disagree. Vero X1s are also about $15 less than the competition, and for a tour ball with a urethane cover, that is just unheard of. Their Vero X2 just came out, and I can't wait to try those. They are built for those with high swing speeds like yours truly. But they do have a golf ball for every competitor out there. The holidays are right around the corner, and if you are struggling to find that pesky golf-loving relative a gift, look no further. Improving their game is the gift that keeps on giving. Take a look at Encore Golf. That's O-N-C-O-R-E Golf and find the perfect ball for you. Aaron, you have a big announcement right away. Tell them. People want to know about the retreat. This is not that. So I'm sorry. I apologize. But what I do have to say is we're doing a twofold thing next year. Mm -hmm. In April of 2023, for one weekend, we're doing a very... uh, exclusive, I'm going to say exclusive and valuable workshop. That's right. We're doing a workshop for shooting cabins at one of maybe, if not the most prestigious Airbnb cabin boutique rental on the East coast called Warner's camp. Warner's camp, which is usually booked solid like two years in advance. Yeah, they have two spots right across the street from each other. We're going to be in their new log cabin. Uh, There's a sauna. There is hot tub, uh, just many amenities. And we are going to leave there with an incredible portfolio for cabin shooting, which you can then take with you and through learning on pitches and approaching cabins and Airbnbs, you can take this work and really show your portfolio in cabin shooting and Mm -hmm. get complete stays. I mean, that's the dream, right? Seth, like mm-hmm. you, you could go on a weekend at an Airbnb and you're going to stay there for free, if not get paid and, and take photography and video for them. We're going to go through the whole process on how we do that, how we lock in those gigs. And you're going to go away having taken a ton of photography for Warner's Camp, which they may use, which will help your portfolio, a whole portfolio of different aspects of shooting a cabin and uh, just sort of some background knowledge on how to approach these companies, um, these personal companies with uh, a pitch. 
Absolutely. So we're going to be going over how you and I approach a shoot from start to finish for a hired gig for cabin. So mm-hmm. people, we're going to have a bunch of presentations in there, examples of pitch decks, emails, et cetera, how that all goes down. And then people will be able to walk away with a full portfolio of images that then they can then shop to other cabins essentially throughout the world and generate some income doing that for yourself. So treat it as an investment because it is one. If you're interested, where is Warner's Camp, Aaron, for people who don't know? It's in the Adirondacks of New York, about 30 minutes, 20 minutes from Lake Placid. Again, it's a it's a beautiful, beautiful area. We're going to have so much fun uh, it's just hanging out with people, networking on top of that, going through shot lists, creating ideas in terms of what makes a good cabin shoot, what makes a good lifestyle shoot, what makes, what areas do we have to find? What uniqueness can we accentuate with our own skills? Uh, Really digging into the workflow of a weekend cabin shoot and walking away again with uh, a series of photos and videos that you can now present to any sort of Airbnb, hotel, VRBO, any sort of rental property um, to generate your own income. Absolutely. And we haven't even made an official announcement anywhere else other than here as of yet. So if you want to lock in that spot, find out more information, message Aaron or I. How many spots do we have, Aaron? That's a good question. Uh, We are thinking... It's only going to be four spots. Mm-hmm. It's four spots. So um, plus the two of us, that's six people total. Um, it's going to be a, it's going to be a blast. You had a cool concept in mind of breaking off into teams as well, making it yeah. interactive and a bit competitive at times when we're getting shots and, and making it a really unique weekend. So that is April 28th of 2023 message Aaron or I, if you're interested, We can give you more details. We'd love to have you out there. Come enhance your portfolio or start it in this genre of photography. Come see how at least Aaron and I approach it. We're not wizards or gods, but we've had some success doing this. And, you know, we'll tell all. We'll tell all. It's just impossible to do it on a podcast. You need to sort of be in the flesh, um, seeing how emails are crafted, pitch decks, shot lists, et cetera. And with that, let's get into today's episode. Say that again. This is the very start of the episode. Listen, it's it's new, but uh, no. I'm, say it like how you said it before I click the button. <laughs> say it like David Goggins would. You're say. not being a little bitch. I'm not being a little bitch. <laughs> You're running every hard. day. You're running every day. I'm trying, man. I how sore are you? Uh, not bad, but my my like legs and shins and knees hurt. My friend who just uh, ran the marathon. Is like, yeah, that's, that's two weeks. Don't, don't let that discourage you. Mm -hmm. It'll be two weeks of hell and then it gets easier. My goal for this week, I'm going to do small chunks. My goal for this week was to run one mile without stopping every single day. I know that doesn't sound a lot, but when you're coming from nothing, it, it, it's not fun. I can do it. It's just not fun, but I'm going to do it every day. More about building the habit Mm -hmm. of going outside or going to the gym on the treadmill and making it happen. However long it takes. Now, are you dying after a mile or to get to the mile? 
by the the last tenth of a mile, my brain is like, you could stop. Yeah, funny. You could, huh? you could you could stop. This kind of hurts. Like things start to pop up there. Like, oh, your knee is my knee's getting a little weird. Oh, that's a weird feeling. I didn't have that mm-hmm. yesterday. Now, granted, it's been three days, and after this podcast, I'm gonna go. Um, but but yeah, I'm, I'm gonna stick to it. I'm gonna stick to it, and then add a little bit every time. I just got. Uh, I feel like I would enjoy trail running a bit more than like a treadmill and or the road. Mm-hmm. So I got a, a pair of trail shoes that I I've had before for pretty much just hiking that I like, um, and a new a new set of that and some AirPods. Nice. I'm, I'm investing. Have you not had any up until this point? AirPods. Yeah. No, I've yeah I have the serious ones the the pro max for like a plane or, or hanging yeah. out and listening to music, but I don't have the little guys. No, like the regulars. Yeah, no, never yeah. did. It's funny how that brain works. eh? where let's, let's keep with the example of running, uh, where you get a knee pain or, Ooh, what's that going on in my ankle? And it goes away. It does you know? go away. It goes away. Or like shifts through. It's, it's like the, uh, it's my old weather analogy. You can't freak out. Like, mm-hmm. You can if it stays that way or gets worse or progresses or you have an injury. Like I'm not saying fight through injuries. Yeah. I'm not a doctor. I'm not recommending that. Um, <laughs> but there are these little things, these little nagging like, ooh, there's a tiny pull feeling. And you could easily be like, oh, I should stop. Like it, it gives you the mm-hmm. green light to stop. Or you can kind of keep going and, and feel it out and focus and like concentrate on something else. Mm-hmm. And your breathing, your your stride, your left, right, you know, and it more times yeah. than not. Granted, I've been running for three days, and I sound like an expert, <laughs> uh, but it has it. It go by the mile, it like goes away, you know. And I yeah. try to push myself at the end, so the heart and the lungs are going. But by the end of the mile, I feel warmed up in terms of the body, and my yes. legs are like, oh, all right, I could uh, I could see how this works. Yeah, you're going to find that you get very comfortable quick and you're going to have to up that either the pace mm-hmm. or the distance. That's it's, what I want to do. scary how comfortable you get. Uh, speaking uh, of, you know, running through pain today, mm-hmm. I have a feel like self-diagnosed. I have a bursitis in my foot. I'm like limping around the house yeah. <laughs> and I'm not advocating for this, but I, you know, decided to go out and do a five, six K just uh-huh. because, and this isn't. Like, yay, me. It's my mentality was I'm already, I'm in pain at the first step. Uh This is going to hurt. Let's see if I can do it. And I did it. Yeah. You know, and I think we use, I think running and just physical fitness goes hand in hand with I think mental fortitude because it's such an easy way to push yourself through suffering and pain, especially, and we'll, we'll, we can talk about this, especially if you're someone who hasn't had much adversity. I think I told this to you off the record, mm-hmm. you know, both you and I, we sort of live privileged lives. We're in, you know, North America, Canada, and the U S some of the nicest places to live in the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, brought up in, you know, good families. And, you know, I know everybody has their thing, but for the most part, you and I are very privileged. So my mission sort of the last year, probably since I started running and I'm going to, you know, try and triple or double down on this moving into the new year is creating an environment for suffering 
And like, I know we've been, you know, we've been listening to Goggins and stuff like that a lot recently, but man, the dude fucking resonates with me. Mm-hmm. Like, That's good. How can you possibly, you know, one of the main concepts is like, you can't theoreticize mindfulness. Like you got to go to places that force you to feel uncomfortable, that force you to hurt, that force you to suffer. And if you're someone of relative privilege who doesn't have much adversity, like we've all had adversity, but like real fucking adversity, you got to make it for yourself and physical fitness and running and doing an extra mile or going when you're sore. Oh, my knee, I'm limping on this run. It's a good way to rewire your brain in that sense and create the struggle for you, which then to come to photography equates to the other parts of your life. So now like when you're in those struggle situations, you're like, fuck, I know how to do, like I know how to navigate this properly without throwing a pity party, without you know, feeling bad about myself without feeling, I mean, you can have your insecurities, but you know how to deal with them. Right. So I know like, I love talking about running and I'm psyched to hear that you're into this because it's such a good practice. It's such a good practice, especially as two people. I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but like me, I hate running. I've said it a million times. I hate it. Absolutely hate it. hate it so much, but it's good. Freaking hate it. It's good to do things that make you hurt. I'm not advising you to like injure yourself, but like, no, it's a, it's a, it's like anything. It's a learning and you get through it and you recognize, oh, oh I, I normally would stop cause my knee hurt a little, but then mm-hmm. I ran that mile, mile and a half and I feel okay. And I actually feel better tomorrow. Yeah. That's a, that's an interesting like data point to remember and hold on to. It reminds me of like, uh, you playing guitar gigs, like the first one, God, I was like sick to my stomach, how nervous I was. Mm -hmm. Now I could get on stage in front of just about anyone and feel like I know what I'm doing, like in the, in the same environment that I'm in now and have done for many years. It's the same as, you know, any, any photo shoot, like you have to put yourself in situations that can result in failure or can result in uh, a little bit of pain or discomfort and push through because those are the recipes to teach you like, oh, mm-hmm. that's possible. There, there's a lot. Everyone needs to feel good, like feel there's a lot of like happiness searching and good searching. And we, I think we can get scared of those discomforts and um, sort of failures. And as soon as we sense them, we retreat, we retreat back to safety mm-hmm. and that doesn't get us past anything, you know? I absolutely know what you're saying. I think what I'd like to do too with you moving forward into more episodes is, you know, give real life examples when we talk about a certain concept, like got to fail repeatedly. I mean, I mean, I know we do, but I mean, really tripling down on here's where we fucked up, you know, or here's where, here's something that used to be uncomfortable and now it's comfortable. And here's how we're going to up that ante, whether it's a cabin shoot or whether it's a, Mm -hmm. um, you know, pick whatever really. Cause it'd be so easy to, let's take your playing on stage as an example, your first gig, right? Just getting up and strumming the chords or playing the notes, how they're meant to be played in front of people. Terrifying. You do it a few times, you know, you put yourself in a painful or not necessarily painful, but very uncomfortable situation that could expose your insecurities. You get used to that a few times, right? And now when you're on your 50th gig, it's no problem. And it'd be so easy to put the feet up, hands behind the head, 
this is great. I'm comfortable now. I'm doing what I wanted to do a year ago what, that I was terrified to do. I'm doing that now. But now you're up in the ante. Maybe I'll improvise, right? Maybe yeah. I'll play notes that yeah. are that I'm just going to make up and I'm really going to put myself out there. Uh, and then maybe you get comfortable with that. Maybe I'm going to add some physical body moves with my playing, get never. more into it, which is something I'm not used to. You know what I'm <laughs> saying though, right? Like yeah, there's I do, I do. always, a, there's never, it should just never end. Like there's times to feel comfortable and there's, and I think that's the minority of the time it should be. And I really want to get into uh, our photography examples when these come up of like, here's how we were uncomfortable and here's how we're now comfortable. And here's how we're going to, you know, continue to put ourselves in scenarios of discomfort, suffering, whatever you want it to be and how we're enjoying that, you know, how we're enjoying that. And running right now is a great example. I'm psyched. My energy yeah. peaked. I'm an Good. extrovert. As soon as you said that. <laughs> Good. I'll tell you what, it, it warmed me up for my climb after, you know, and right. uh, I was able to rip out some, some V3s that were difficult before. Cause I felt like my body was warm. So it, it helps for sure. Um, it's funny. You said as your example, like move your body more on, on stage. Uh, if my buddy's listening, which he sometimes does. I'm the most like stoic statuesque guitar player. I'm just, I'm just in it, but I'm not doing the, the wild bends and like guitar face and get, getting after it. I should more. Cause I feel like it lends to like, that guy must be good. If he's, he's like bending into it, like really getting after it. Um, so maybe I'll add that to my repertoire, but I don't know. I don't know. I like how you so, say yeah. repertoire. 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 You get very French with it. Croissant repertoire. <laughs> Do you have any goals with your running or are you just going to see where it takes you? I was going to say that. So I'm a, uh, I'm a big believer in not making goals that you fail, not making mm -hmm. goals that you, you unintentionally lie to yourself. I feel like the more you do that, the more that that creeps up in your life and becomes a repeated pattern like running and that practice effect, you get used to the idea of I'm going to make a, a lofty goal and I'm going to probably fail it. And I'm going to survive that because I've done it a hundred times. So I don't make lofty goals with exercise or diet or what I say. I make small short-term goals and then reassess at the end of those goals, what I'm going to do next. Mm. And to me, I find more success. I want to be successful. And I know a mile, like my buddy's like, do a mile and a half today. You just did, you just did two miles, you know, uh, let's, let's up it. And I said, no, no, I'm not going to, my goal was a mile every day this week. That's what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I know I can do it. I'm going to succeed at it. The, the hard part is the going seven days in a row, like getting there and going, running a mile in nine minutes, 10 minutes. That's not hard. Like I can do it. I can push through that. It's the, it's the habit forming that I like. I can add on distance next week if I want to, but I want to succeed at this. I don't want to have a day where I run a mile and a half and I do tweak something or I do feel like, oh, that was too far and that was so uncomfortable. I don't want to do it again. So right. I'm going to succeed at this goal and then I'm going to take a look and maybe I do two miles, but four times a week and just mm -hmm. give myself a rest day uh, and, and build that habit. So, it, you know, uh, that's for me. That's for mm -hmm. building short-term, mid-term and long-term goals. I don't need to 
run a race right now or even think about any of that stuff. It's more about, I want to get my heart going, my body going. I should be able to run. I feel like I should be able to run a certain amount. And I don't know what that amount is as like a middle-aged guy without dying. Like that's, (laughs) that's what I'm kind of going for. Like I heart health, whatever, just a, a little bit of calorie burning. So that's the goal. Right. That's the goal. I'm sure you're finding enjoyment in doing something that you probably don't want to do. I know you want the results of better cardio or I don't know, you know, getting leaner or what, I don't know what it would be, but I mean, the actual actual act of Mm -hmm. stupid. So it sucks. Yeah. Uh, And, and climbing again was another like, this is so hard and so impossible in the beginning and you grow. So it's another blueprint of like, this is running's one. I never got past that beginning stage. And I just want to see, I'm curious. Like mm-hmm. I want to be able to say like to other people, you know, to my son one day, whatever, like you, you don't think you're a runner, but that's because we're, you're not getting past that stage. You're not, you haven't done it for two weeks, like yeah. extensively. And or you and don't think you're up. a photographer. Right. You don't think anything. you're anything. Uh, it's probably because you haven't put in the time, you know? So, so yeah, that, I think that's the part of it. Like I'm going to get past, I want to get past that weird stage. If I still hate it three weeks from now with doing like, Hey, this just really hurts my, my body. Like maybe something's going on. Maybe I need a coach or whatnot, or I don't want to invest that much I can make a decision at that point, but I know there's a point of time that I've never gotten to with running where I've done it consistently and want to push through that uncomfortable stage. Cause it hurts. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah. Ow. I mean, so I, I just, you mentioned races. I just signed up for a half marathon in May. Ooh, very so cool. to your point of having something to work towards, mm-hmm. I did the 10 K last fall. You know, I said, I'm going to do a half marathon early in the spring, May, mm-hmm. so that maybe I have time to do a full marathon in the fall. Very cool. Um, you know, and this is me who, again, hates running. I absolutely hate it, but it's almost meditative. You, you kind of buy into the pain, the soreness. You buy in and you sort of go numb. It's, yeah, it's I sure. have no better no better meditative practice than, than a run. Yeah. Um, but I like what you said about, uh, you know, I'm going to keep my goals attainable because it's so easy to, you know, listen to something like this or listen to a Goggins and be like, fuck yeah, I'm going to go run 10 miles. I'm going to drag my body to the end. But I mean, you have to be, you have to work in increments. Like if you listen to that guy, he, his first run ever was a quarter mile and, came home and cried and had a milkshake just because he couldn't do it. Yeah. Right. But you know, now the guy's doing bad water, one thirty five through death Valley in 60 mm-hmm. hours and running, you know, two forties and, and crazy stuff. Not that you need to get to that level, but that's such an inspiring story of how you can go from 300 pounds, barely, barely able to make it around a track to just being an iron box with your brain. Like yeah. I would love to get to that point, regardless of whether you think he's killing himself slowly, just the level of mental resilience, having that tool in your arsenal 
for mm-hmm. anything life can throw at you. I'm not saying that, yeah, it's picture perfect world and you're always going to be happy, but having that tool to navigate that is probably probably the best asset you could ever own. And if running or extreme exercise is a way to get there, so be it. So yeah, be the, it. the part that resonates in it, and again, this can be taken to life, photography, whatever, whatever passions you're striving for is that life, life gives you pain. There's no way around it. The suffering part, there is an element of choice there. There is an element of mental fortitude and our ability to sift through that pain and get to the other side. So events, mm-hmm. events happen. They're going to happen. We're going to have loss. We're going to, you know, have breakups, lose jobs. Um, something happens to our house or our home, like w- whatever. Uh, that's going to happen, you know, to everyone. Mm-hmm. And his point, and one of his points is like exploring that suffering through pain and things that you don't want happening to your body and things that you don't, that don't feel good. And how do we get to the other side without completely retreating like how do we lean into it and get through it mm-hmm. versus let our mind also add to it and take over with the suffering of like oh this is so bad you know versus like my knee hurts um i'm gonna get through this mm-hmm. you know absolutely so i think that's the interesting part and definitely the takeaway from from this for sure for me for sure well good for you man proud of you that's awesome that's awesome. Oh, thank you. Let's, uh, you know, this episode is supposed to be, so last episode was about things we learned from 2022. I'm sure we left some things out. We could have had that conversation for three, four hours, but yeah, some people are probably saying, well, why didn't you? And others are saying, thank God you didn't. <laughs> um, and please them all. Yeah. This <laughs> one was going to be about, I mean, we've already started sort of, we've warmed up the discussion. This one was going to be about, Areas that we're really going to double down in or improve on as people, as photographers, and sort of why, yeah, you know, and how that's going to benefit our practice and and our maybe our reflection of self, etc. So I yep. have a couple in mind. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think I've already weighed in on it, but I don't know if you've had some time to think. Of course. You know, this of isn't course. resolutions. I think resolutions are bullshit, by the way. Yeah. You have to have a, you know, a date where it's like, I'm going to start this. I mean, if it works for you, it works for you. But it just, I, I think resolutions are lame because you can sell out and say in the new year, I'll start in the new year, I'll start. But yeah, I, I often reference this book, uh, when by Daniel Pankett, uh, there is, there is something to human behavior and I can't quote it exactly, but we do like points. We like lines in the sand uh, and New Year's happens to be one. Like we do it like at the end of this month or on Monday, I'm going to start this regimen. Like we, we often give ourselves these things, you know, after my birthday, mm-hmm. I'm going to whatever. Um, so New Year's makes sense. It's a new year. It promotes that. And if that, if that gets you going for sure. But again, I think more importantly, like I mentioned, short-term goals, midterm goals and long-term goals, mm-hmm. be able to differentiate what it is. Don't just mm-hmm. say like, I, I want to run a marathon in the fall, be able to say, I'm going to train for a 5k. I'm going to get there, you know, right. couch to 5k. Then I'm going to, what's my midterm goal? 
a half marathon, then what am I going to do? You know, like break it down. Otherwise it's, it's overwhelming. It's daunting. You know, what's terrifying. Hmm. I'm starting to have this thought of, cause I can feel, I can feel my mind muscle getting stronger. You know, just every week we do these and, you know, God knows all the time you and I spend thinking about this kind of stuff and listeners spend thinking about the stuff and the other areas and podcasts and videos or their people are forming their lives around. I'm getting worried like, okay, what happens when I, when I, I'm pretty confident, like I'll nail my half marathon. I'm pretty confident I'll nail the marathon. You know, I'm mm-hmm. already projecting and visualizing when is, where is the line going to be? Because I feel like I'm going down a slippery <laughs> slippery slope, just like our guy Andy Glaze, the ultra runner was on, you know, yeah. when is enough going to be enough? But I mean, that's a different conversation. It's just an interesting, interesting thought now, which sort of ties into the fear of, of succeeding, right? I think everybody has that and they don't, it's, that's a weird one to sort of, to sort of sift through in your mind. Yeah, that is a weird one. I think every, I think it's great to be good at things, like get to a point where you're very good at something and whatever that means, whatever good means to you, whether like that's what I'm you, saying. Like, oh, I want to be able to run a marathon. And then you assess, wow, do I have an innate talent on top of my work ethic? Can I turn this into something more? Or is being good like if I'm being realistic as far as I'm going to get, like how, how much further do I want to take this episode? Cause, or, or this thing, I, I think at a certain point in any activity, I remember playing piano as a kid and, and eight years in my, my instructor, she was like, you to take the next step, you really have to play classical piano. That's what I was doing. You have to play for two hours a day. It's like the only way two hours of practice at that point, I was like, I have basketball, I have school that I need to do well in, and now I have to play, t- like, I, I can't go any further. Like, I can't, I can't do it. It's not my, it's not a passion. It's not something I want to sacrifice other things for. And that's where I had to say, like, Mah. now music's a huge part of my life because of that foundation, mm. you know? So, and I'm very happy with it. Do I need to be a classical pianist? No, I don't have that burning desire. But there are these points where you're like, can I take this to the next level? Right. And that's where I'm worried about getting to. So it's like, Mm -hmm. even if that's great, I'm worried of developing that. I know myself, that mindset Mm -hmm. of not good enough, not good enough. You did a marathon, not good enough, not good enough. (laughs) You know, like I'm so, I'm my biggest critic, man. I think that ties into some perfectionism. Mm -hmm. Like I say, you know, your, your strengths, your greatest weaknesses. Um, You know, I love to a degree, I love to a degree that I'm, I'm crazy about details and stuff like that, but I also understand it's hindrances. So, you know, imagine getting to marathon distance, which is exceptional and then saying, not good enough. We can do better. We can do better. And then where does that, where does that end? I mean, this is big talk for someone who hasn't done a half yet, but I just know, like you said, working in increments and looking at through the rear view, it's like usually when setting attainable things for myself in a realistic amount of time, I have a good track record of hitting them so I can sort of see what's coming. So I'm going to have to find a way to rope myself in and balance time and yeah, things of that nature and not get too 
carried away. Yeah. Hey, listen, listen to me. I've run two miles in the last day. I have yeah. a lot of advice. Yeah. I'm, I'm pretty much an expert in running. <laughs> so everyone listen. Uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, well, like, it's like the concept, like golf and self, you know, self sports, self competing sports, I guess is what I'm kind of like. You can play on your own. You can try to beat your best time. You can always try to improve. It's a dangerous one maybe. Cause I don't know if there is ever like the ultimate, right. There's a world record, I suppose. I don't care <laughs> about being the best. I care about me doing the best yeah. I can against me. Yeah. You know? So everyone, this episode of the runner's mindset <laughs> has been brought to you by <laughs> Hoka shoes. Uh, no, I just kid. I just kid. Let's get into the no, photography. Yeah, let's go in into our, the news in our, thing. But seriously, we talk about physical stuff so much because I think you need you need it. it. You need it. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you need mm-hmm. it. It's important. It's good for the mind too. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you got? Things moving into the and the thing. So before we get into the new year thing, the thing about so I said like I don't like resolutions. I think they're lame. People mm-hmm. might say, well. Aren't you, isn't this episode about things you want to be better on into the new year? Isn't that a resolution? My problem with resolutions is they start on Jan one. Yeah. I'd like to outline themes for 2023 that I'm ready to fucking rip on right now and sort of have been already. Yeah. You know, can I stop you now. Can I stop you right there. Yeah. Can start I tell now. you how many people I've been running for three days <laughs> Can I tell you how many people have said, why the hell are you starting now? Like get through the holidays. Like why not start in January? I'm starting yeah. in January and I'm like, I'll, I'll be still starting in January, but why not start now? And I could take days off like on, on Christmas if I want or new years, if I want, I could do whatever I want, but why not start now? Why wait those, all those other days, those 14 other days to, to wait for something like go, go now. Yeah. And so, then you get, you can get gaslit into thinking, am I, is there like, am I crazy? Nah. Am I, am I abnormal? Well, I, I am definitely crazy. So <laughs> good, man. Be, <laughs> be uncommon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that. Be uncommon. It's like, I don't know. You'll get up to a certain point. Maybe if you stick with it where people are like, why are you doing this? You know, like take a break. Mm-hmm. And that could be take a break from starting your business. Like take a break from, I don't know, whatever, take a break from spending hours out in the, out in the field, shooting owls or whatever. It's good to be crazy, man. It's good to be crazy. Yeah. So that's my thing on resolutions. It's like, just start, you know, or on this episode start now, but keep in mind the themes you really want to implement and keep moving forward. You want to go first? You want me? Do you want all of mine or one? You want to trade off? What do you want to do? Random. Seems like you got a bunch. I got three. I think I'm going to go with. Okay. I've given mine slight planning when I was on my hobble run today. People probably thought I was nuts. I was screaming (laughs) at certain parts. I do the, uh, I do the Goggins voice. so bad. I do the Goggins voice. (laughs) Well, I'm like on point nine, this poor woman walked right behind me. I'm like, come on, you little bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I look down at my foot. Which is now, I have it elevated right now as we're recording because it hurts so fucking bad. I looked at it and I screamed, fuck you. (laughs) 
go numb. We're yeah. doing this. Literally screaming that kind of stuff at it. Yeah. Yeah. People uh, think you're insane. Yeah. That's okay though. That's okay. Maybe on the next right. retreat, we'll get up at 4 a.m., crack some egg yolks and go for a rip. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We will be. <laughs> I like it. Okay. Go. All right. Uh, Number one, number one, not in, in no order, but one of the ones for this year is progress, progress, progress. Um, I want to keep progressing. And because of certain things that have come up, like our, you know, our product shots and or shoots, uh, the podcast, photography, and some of that practice has taken a backseat. It really has compared to 2021 and 2020, my photography desire to learn how to edit better or, or learn new skills, uh, to be out there in the field, to be hunting for animals and finding things that has really taken a downturn. Uh, I'm not upset about it. However, I do recognize in my in my editing and skill and whatnot is like, I look back at some things and I'm like, Oh wow. Like I, I put a lot of effort into that photo and I did a lot of, I could tell, I remember those techniques I was using. Not that I've gotten lazy, but it's kind of like when you're playing 50 songs out at a gig, you start, you forget one, one night, like you don't play it. And then the next night you're not going to play it. Cause you, you, it's not in your memory. Like mm-hmm. I didn't do that. So you loot and then like you, you'll recognize six months. Oh, remember we used to play that song? Like what happened? Yeah. To that? It's just gone. I don't want to have any of those gone moments with like editing skills and those things. I don't want to get lazy with my editing. I want to, I want to find some animals. I'm excited for the winter and to do a few trips and progress and, and work on my craft mm. a bit. So that's one that's in the craft itself. Can in I terms, ask you yeah. where specifically you're wanting to improve in your craft? Can we dig a little bit deeper? Yeah. I, uh, like more color than, grading, nah. composition, diversity of animal subjects you've captured. You know, what more, is it? Let's, let's not leave it on the table here. Yeah, sure. More, uh, one big aspect is maintaining like staying in shape, right? You you ran a marathon and then you just stop running, right? Or and like let it it'll go fast, right? It'll you'll mm-hmm. be out of shape fast. So it's a little bit of that, like keeping the skills going and and practicing, and that means that means anything, anything with the craft of photography and video, like do do stuff, don't. Don't sit on it because you have other things going and you feel like you don't need to, uh, or you feel like Instagram's a joke and is it even worth the time? Like any of those things that crop in, mm-hmm. let go of and keep working on the craft. So specifically, I think, I think just, you know, composition's always one and that's tough with wildlife, but it's always one. Um, editing patience being able to sit in an edit for a while uh really enjoying it putting on some music taking those times i remember having those times where i'm like i'm gonna put on a whole album i'm gonna sit down and i'm gonna edit for like an hour or two hours and bust out a bunch of stuff and enjoy every minute of it that's that's been a minute it's been a minute since i've done that um Mm -hmm. 
a little burnt out with like product stuff because you have to edit so much so hard and so fast that you're like, I never want to take a photo or be in Lightroom again. And <laughs> uh, that takes away from like the, the own love of it. But just to maintain that and progress in the skill. And even if it's video, video is kind of new on our plates mm-hmm. or, you know, learning Premiere, sound design. I learn from you all the time with like, voiceover like do this to the eq like do do these little things like there's there's a million things to learn and i think just progressing um is is the overall general thought it's interesting you say that i actually had this thought an hour and a half ago before we started recording because i was in lightroom was editing something that i threw up on a 500px actually lots of our listeners by the way have uh I've really signed up for that and seem to be enjoying it. And I love the full format, like seeing people's landscape oriented shots now. Beautiful, mm-hmm. beautiful. Yeah. But I was having the thought that shit, man, I haven't really learned anything in Lightroom in a while. Yeah. You know, I haven't added anything to my arsenal. And that's my fault. That's not that I'm so good. It's my fault for not going out and discovering new techniques and YouTube videos or you know, it's maybe my fault in the way I've consumed some of the things that show up on my feed. You know, there's, I've said before, I have my, my enjoying a photo brain where, you know, it's on my, my timeline and I'm just looking at it and I'm enjoying the colors. I'm enjoying the comp. I'm enjoying the animal. I'm enjoying whatever the caption, but I Mm -hmm. used to be more involved in the analyzing you know, the analyze the analyzing part of the photo was much more uh, dominant or in existence. And like you said, that's sort of faded and I've just kind of enjoyed viewing. Mm-hmm. And I would like to get back also to, huh, I wonder how they did that. I wonder what software yeah. they use. And I actually found myself on a photographer that showed up on my explore page. I ended up on their website because I was like curious about their gear and their editing software and stuff like that. And that felt good. I felt back in that mode of let's learn, you know, let's get better. Let's learn. Cause I like, I felt very static now that you've mentioned it for the last couple of months in my editing process. Yeah. yeah. The noise. Yeah. This, this <laughs> luminar AI, yeah. boom, boom, yeah. a little bit of a glow. Yeah. 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 And it's fucking boring. I'm, I'm ready to do something different. Yeah. You know, I'm ready to do something different. Yeah. So um, I'm with you on that one. With you for sure. Um, with me for sure. I guess that was my point. Uh, yeah. With both of us. Yeah, I, I think that's the name of the game. As soon as you stop learning, you're, you're getting lapped. So that's, that's it. I think progressing there. Another one or you? Uh, well, I'm sitting here also thinking I'm also what I'm going to start doing. I think whether it's just in my mental logs or whether it's private in my Apple notes or whether it's even public, if we can find a way to do this, I'd like to start broadcasting me, you know, maybe I, I, I will make it public. I like to start showcasing and highlighting my mistakes. Whether that's like a story or an Instagram post on the TPM Insta, here's how I fucked up this month. <laughs> like it's undercharging for a gig, you know, obviously redacting company names or um, maybe I didn't treat someone as well as I wanted to in hindsight. I'm going to start, I think, putting that out on the table. Um, I think just because it opens the door for people to be vulnerable 
Mm-hmm. And it allows people to see, you know, I have no clue what people who listen's perception of me is. They may think, you know, I'm amazing and perfect. And they may think I'm a total degenerate dickhead. I have no idea or somewhere in between, but I like the idea of being really, really vulnerable, sharing some mistakes, and then offering my own opinion on how I'm going to mitigate those moving forwards so that it might resonate with some people to either look inwards become more vulnerable, et cetera. Yeah. Can we talk about mistakes for a second? Sure. We all try to avoid them at all costs and hide them and not share them. And we're ashamed by them, whether it's um, anything like a, a failed business or a failed deal or undercharging or a relationship that breaks up or Uh, just any sort of bad stroke of luck. I think like mistakes and failures are are like destined in a way. They're like, they have to happen to you in life. And it's the best way to learn and evolve and grow. I was going to say it's literally evolution, the building block of our world (laughs) for the last. Yeah, it's evolution. Four billion years. I'm not sure how long life's been. Right, like this doesn't work. Let's... Or the ones that do, let's keep going that way. This one doesn't. You better learn or adapt or it's not going to work out. And I think... That's literally how it works in the natural world. If yeah. you fail to evolve and adapt properly, your species becomes extinct. And I think if we were more open about like, <laughs> I fucked this up big time. Yeah, Listen fun. to this. Uh, this is what happened. This is what I learned from it. And we shared those. Um, let's do an episode like that. Here's the problem. I've never made a mistake ever. <laughs> Let's do an episode like that and get really, really raw with it. Sure. Here's how I fucked up. Here's how I initially dealt with it. Here's how I'm dealing with problems now. I mean, I, I made a mistake yesterday. I've been doing, I think I told you I've been doing a product product shoot cleaning. Um, I'm not going to give the name, but it's a cleaning company for screens and stuff. Mm-hmm. And... um. Delivered about 74 photos. It was two days worth of work when you added up all the hours. And, um, you know, we talk about, they, they looked great. Like they, they, I, I try, I did my best a hundred percent can sit here mm-hmm. and tell you that they looked great. And so I'm like waiting for feedback, waiting for feedback. I was working on behalf of the digital ad agency who was kind of like a intermediary. So I'm reporting to them and then they're sending to their clients and get client getting feedback and then providing that to me. So the digital ad agency loved it. These look great. We'll send them to our clients, see if there's any revisions needed or, or um, if there's any commentary. And so I was sitting there thinking, they're great. You know, I can, there's no mm-hmm. way. Like they're great. I I nailed this. And um so I get an email forwarded to me about all, you know, not all, but five or six shots where like this is wrong, this is wrong, incorrect use of the product, etc. Yeah. And I'm like, fuck. <laughs> God damn. God damn. God damn. Right? And you know, I wasn't happy. Why would you be happy about that? I got to go back and reset up some scenes and, you know, my fault. Maybe I should have read the product usage PDF better, right? Yep. 
there's no excuse. I could easily sit there and go, man, they don't know. They're like, whatever. It doesn't matter. And they're great. And people are going to love them. But like, it's their product. Are you going to sit there and argue with their products? No, you're going to go back and do it right. And you're, you're expecting an email to say, oh, we love these shots. They were so great. Could you make these changes though? Thanks. But mm-hmm. it was, this is wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. That's wrong. Change it. Yeah. I was like, fuck. Okay. <laughs> I, I, you know, I'm, I'm supposed to be a professional. I'm going to yeah. be angry for, you know, the, the, I'm, not, I'm not angry, but I'm going to be disappointed. Maybe a little frustrated for the next hour, but I'm going to wake up tomorrow, make the changes, yep. send it in and get paid so that they yep. have the product they want and, you know, put some big boy pants on. But yep. two years ago, me would have been like, this is fucking ridiculous. Maybe not mm-hmm. two years ago. Maybe two years ago. Would be like, this is ridiculous. And they don't know what they're talking about. And man, I did such a good job. I can't believe this. And it's like. I did extra. I get 70. Yeah. Fo- yeah. Just get it done. Yeah. Fix it. But my yeah. mistake was not. I should have read that manual more than once. Sure. And that's your, that's your learning from that mistake. And hopefully mm-hmm. next time you're that much more careful. And yeah. does it guarantee success? No, but it might mitigate some of those things. Yeah. And, and that's part of it, right? Like but, move, move forward. Move yeah. Forward. And I'm happy with myself that I didn't take it as a judgment of like my character or my skill. I, to your point about mistakes, this is going to happen every now and then it's going to happen. And, yeah. you know, it Hopefully it doesn't even hinder their opinion of me. It's just like, okay, maybe that, you know, if you're a successful business owner, mm-hmm. you've gotten to where you are because you know, mistakes happen. Just fix it. Yeah. he's just listing them. Just fix it. That's right. Yeah. But it's so easy to go, oh, maybe I'm, maybe I'm not as good as I thought I was or, or, you know, whatever. But also at the same time, I love that slap of humility. I ate some humble pie, which was great. <laughs> Yeah, it's great. Photography, product photography is hard. It's hard as shit, man. Especially on your own without a team and like trying to figure, there's so much to think about. So um, much. At once and you click a photo and you hand it in and they're like, they might see something that you would never notice or know, but it's really important to their company. Because they know the product inside and out. You've just gotten it in the mail. For example, one time, um, I brought my own, like I didn't, I didn't even think of this. Like I brought my own cups because I like these uh, beer glasses that I have and I wanted them for a shot. In a and cabin? No, it was uh, it was the van. And mm-hmm. he made a great point where he was like, we don't have those in the van. Right. Like those aren't our thing. So what if people love like that look and then we don't, that's not our thing. They book because the cups are so cute. You get yeah. served, which, which, which are, <laughs> which brain argue ego was like, who's going to, that's not a big deal. Like it's yeah. a great, fo- no one's going to book your van because of the v- cops. But then I was yeah. like, no, no, they're right though. You have to go, I'm, it's, I'm, it's I'm wrong. I'm a moron. Yeah. It's their thing. <laughs> it's their thing. Should use a, should use their glasses. Yeah. You do kind of have to STFU and just do what's told of you. I mean, you're well, the our, one. Our ego wants to be right more yes, than sir. anything, more than anything. So our presentation of a creative piece is like basically saying, this is my thought process. And if they go, well, that was stupid. That was wrong. <laughs> you, your initial reaction is like, no, 
No, it's not. You're, you're stupid. A, you're an idiot. <laughs> no, you're an idiot. Uh, and you just go yeah. back and forth. So yeah. it's important and a very important skill to be able to um, back away very from good. that and do yeah. that, which is actually one of my next points. Wow. You're a pro. The skill to back down or retreat when needed is something that I've learned, I think, in the last couple of years and a lot this year in terms of being in the weeds with like shoots and products and ideas and thoughts and even people and relationships and whatever it may be. There's a time where you have to prove yourself. And then there's a time where you can go like, I'm just going to keep my peace and I'm not going to make this a thing. I'm going to put on my big boy pants, as you said, and like make the situation right Mm. or create my boundary and not get into the, I need to be understood and I need to be right. That's a, that's a toxic trait of mine. I can admit that I often need to be right. Uh, I more than right is understood. Please understand my perspective here. Please. Like that's a, that, that, what's wrong with that? Um, maybe it's accepting that some people just won't be able to get it. That's fine. That's what I have to accept. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I had a hard time. I have, have, I have to fight it a hard time accepting that they're not going to get my perspective and they're going to keep, they're going to stay in their own, which is totally fair. But the idea of like, I am allowed to not have to prove myself or I can retreat or back down and just keep the peace for myself is, Mm. is a lesson that uh, I think will do me well, especially as things progress, as we get more and more contracts and deals and, and ideas you're going, we're going to run into people that aren't happy and don't see the way you see. And it's okay to just say like, okay, uh, I'll share my perspective, but I'm not going to force it down your throat. And if you're not going to see it, I need to be able to back away and not feel the need to prove it. Nice. And I think, you know, I was thinking not necessarily for you, but retreating in the sense of when, when it's just not working, let's say you're in a contract with some, or let's say you're, you know, shooting something for somebody, you've already delivered your things and there's an ask for more. You're just not vibing mm-hmm. to be able to go, I'm out. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'll find the money elsewhere. I'm out. I don't need this. <laughs> yeah. So retreating in that sense as well, where there's just bad chemistry or bad dealings. It's like, you don't need that. Yeah. Never thinking that you're relying on this one job. Right. There's another boss every 15 minutes, you know, that kind of mentality. Yeah. There's a, I like that. And there's a like on, on contracting things, there's a, uh, an item, a line item for this sucks my soul out of my body <laughs> price. <laughs> and I think that's something you can think about. Like, you know what? This is a really tough relationship, but I would do it for 
X, Y, and Z. Right. You know, without selling your soul or like feeling like you're, you're going against your values or your morals, of course, but there's just those relationships that like, this, this turned out to be a really expensive job because of the back and forth and they were never happy. And I don't, I don't know if they even like my stuff or it's just the way that they deal with this. They want me to do more work, but I'm not going through that again. And I'm going to protect myself. And if they say no, like I'm happy walking away. But if they say yes, it's going to be for a price. Absolutely. So thought on that. Yeah. I like that. I'll go. Go. Sort of sort of back to our how we started this whole conversation is I want to I want to create more shitty situations for myself (laughs) in the sense of I want to create more struggle for myself beyond just running and exercise. I want to find ways to be really, really out of my element in deep water, so to speak, whether that's, I don't know, shooting a different genre or taking on a gig of massive scale where it feels almost undoable. Yep. I'd like to sort of translate that suffering and that, oh, this really doesn't feel good into something, into other things other than just exercise. I'd like to make that bridge because I feel like it'll serve my photography business even better and me as a person. Yeah. And from those unattainable gigs or the ones that feel like, whoa, this is so much, you learn so freaking much. That's Um, right. I'm just thinking of, you know, the the one shot we did at Clapper where you couldn't come down because of COVID, blah, blah, blah. We miss you endlessly. Uh, but like that was a huge undertaking. And my God, did we learn a lot. Can you, you know? elaborate more? Why was it such a big undertaking? And what were the main takeaways that you learned coming out of that? Holy fuck, are we in over our heads moment? Yeah. F- number one, when you have an outdoor shoot I mean, a 50% outdoor shoot with people and you have one weekend to do it. You have weather. Weather is a thing. Uh, and to get all these people back together is, was near impossible at, at a certain time or a time frame. So this like had to go through. Now that's a little bit out of our control. However, it adds just a, enormous amount of stress to it uh how to mitigate that you need a a little bit more time and whether you have to pay for that time uh or find it you need a little bit more time than the bare minimum like this shoot has to happen in this time frame or we're screwed getting nine people to a place and to act and to uh, be in the right positions and to practice in a certain amount of time uh, without knowing the area, without knowing the spots was very challenging. 
getting people to, you know, have their roles and finding the people for their roles. Once it's done, you can, a thing we learned is we should have had a screening of the video, even though we knew it was good, had a screening of the video and had time to say, we want this person here instead, or this person here. It makes more sense for this person to be here. Let's learn from our, our, our job that we've done and how can we improve because we have more time. So mm. really a, a lot of it was like the squeezing in in time. Now these things are are tough and you, to get people together you usually need a weekend and to do something complicated it's it's challenging but we just learned a lot in terms of uh being prepared uh run-throughs and how we want to edit and like go through it and be able to have the opportunity for one more try whether it's in the next morning Sunday morning before we leave whatever it is just have that built in. So I mean, to keep it short, that was the basics of that one. Um, but yeah, you you just take away so much from it. And success, by the way. Like, we didn't mess it up. It was great. Um, but there's just things you learn from it where you're like, oh, next time we need a really good notebook. Things like that. You know, we need a really good plan. A really good In the notebook. moment, though, where you like, oh, they're paying a lot of money. I don't know if we're going to get this to the quality that we need to. Yeah, because... It was a sunny day. We had about, before the sun went down over those trees, you know Clapper, and the, the sun goes behind those pine trees over the pond. That's where the sun sets. Um, we had just a certain amount of good light, and the timing of that is was incredibly tricky. Practicing mm-hmm. every position and then trying to get the shots in that let's say 40 minutes that we had was incredibly tricky. And yes. So to answer your question, yes, it was very stressful. Yeah. I more so mean to my point about that's a job of large scale. Yeah. There's so much more at stake and that's really terrifying. And I'd like to do, I'd like to, you know, I like the idea of, more frequent jobs of smaller scale. I mean, they could equate to the same as doing one or two big ones, but mm-hmm. I'd like to throw, like to find one or two big ones just to really put me out on the ledge. But did like you a big bet, sink or swim moment? Did you feel that out in Zion? I bet you did. I felt I like did. we were we were handling a lot. I did because it was the first time we ever had done a retreat. Yep, and there was seven people. You know. Yep. We were expecting essentially perfection, <clears throat> things to go fluidly. And uh, I didn't realize until after, like, that could have gone horribly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> In the sense of not because of the people, but just like if we hadn't planned, you know, we met for months. Twice, two, three times a week. But yes, I want to do more of those things where it's like, God damn, there's a lot riding here. Yeah. I like to do more of those, continue to do that and up that ante, just like up in the mileage, my friend. That's right. That's right. Progress. You got this one. This one has to do with imposter syndrome. And I think. I mean, it's the way I wrote it in my notes sounds kind of cocky, but um, I don't mean it in that way. Be real. 
Be real. No, I will. I will. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just setting a foundation. Fair enough. But, uh, the way I wrote it is accepting my place in this community, photography, the podcast, you know, like accepting that there are things that, well, let me go, let me, let me back up. I have many moments of who the fuck cares what I'm talking about. <laughs> why, why am I even doing like, I'm, I do it so seriously. So do you, but I'm speaking from my perspective. I do it so seriously every week. Like I'm talking and I'm philosophizing and uh, yeah. And, right. and, and sharing ideas and sharing successes and failures and how to do this and blah, blah, blah. Listen to me. That's what I feel like. That's what it feels like. And I want to remove, I'm sure it'll come up every once in a while, but I want to remove that self critical talk of like, who the fuck cares? Don't shut, shut up, Aaron. Shut right. up. Like you're, you you barely know photography. <laughs> You're new to it, as you say. You're new to it, <laughs> which I am relatively. But I've also lived life, and I also can equate things. And I think there's a skill there. And I think if I own that a little bit, uh, it could it could suit things and suit me. I think as well. There's you know we're we're talking about workshops and ideas and and thoughts like the, there's stuff i can share there's stuff that i've gone through that we've gone through um with cabin shoots there's a learning curve there's many contracts we've had where we've learned things and people there's thousands and millions of people that are just starting out that would really love this information is it maybe that's the audience maybe we can relate to them Maybe I'm not going to relate to someone that's been in the business for 20 years and is already a seasoned vet professional. Maybe it'll be like, this guy's full of shit. I don't know. But I feel like there's a lot of people that would be like, yeah, no, keep, keep doing what you're doing. Like, let me, let me learn from you. And I think accepting that is a challenge and not feeling like it's impostery and just kind of going with it and leaning into it. So that's a thought for 2023. Yeah, I think what's important, I think we do mention this a lot, and I think we have in this episode, which helps is like, you and I are not even, like no one is, but we're not perfect. No. this This is photography and concepts through things that we've read and are implementing and things that have worked in our own personal experience and things that heaven and people, if they find value and it's adding to their mindset and adding to their photography practice, then you and I have done our job. Yeah. And that's all that matters. At least this is the way I think about it. And then holding ourselves and each other accountable for the things we talk about which I think we do. I mean, it's so easy to get on here and say all these things and then just not do them when nobody is listening or watching. I think it's really important to be, and we are doing these things that, you know, we talk about every week. And um, I I get what you're saying. Like, who am I? Who am I compared to, I don't know, Chris Howe or something like that. And I don't think it's, it's not a comp, Petition in that sense. I think it's, it really comes down to 
is what you're saying spoken through your lens, view of the world, experiences, life experience, is that aiding the listener? And if you can say, or, or some listeners, I mean, is, is that helping them? If you can say yes, then all those thoughts you're having are really irrelevant. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I, I've said it too. If you're helping one person, like that's the trickle. Like it goes, right. you know, one person helps another person or says, Hey, I heard this cool thing on blah, blah, blah. Maybe this will help you. And then maybe they start an online education program and help thousands of like, that's mm-hmm. how it trickles down. So I totally get it. I think it's the, 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 where Do you feel you, anxious. No, I never feel Good. anxious. I'm a weirdo. No, pretentious. Oh, pretentious. Uh, <laughs> um, I need a hearing aid, apparently. But uh, pretentious. I um, nah. Like, do you nah. feel as if you're putting yourself on a pedestal? I don't feel that way. I don't no, feel I like I'm you. better than anyone. I don't like. I learn so many things from listeners. It's incredible. I don't know about you. Yeah, for sure. I really like what we do. I, I do. I think. I think when it hit me. Like where I felt it the most is when, you know, we've done this for a while and I just, in my mind, foolishly kind of assumed we're like the only photography podcast that's out there. That's what I thought. And then I Googled or uh, on Spotify, looked up like photography, photographer, and found a slew of podcasts. And I think my mind went like, whoa. Like there's so many, like, I don't even know any of these. And that was, so maybe inconsequential is the feeling of like, oh, this, does this even matter? What's <laughs> and I'm just being honest, but I do know, and I do feel what you're saying of like DMS and people that care and people that write in and people that listen. And it's clear in the stats and you just keep going. But it was just this moment of like, it's one of those moments where you like, look at the stars and you're like, whoa. <laughs> we're really this really is nothing like dust in the universe whatever it is but it was just one of those moments but leaning into it is the point leaning right. into the ability to help one person or to keep keep progressing and and answer questions people write in all the time and like write me and ask a question i heard this thing on the podcast you know even if it's technical stuff or equipment stuff or mm-hmm. philosophy stuff it happens all the time it happens all the time. So right. I really, I really enjoy that. And most of all, I enjoy talking shop with you. Mm-hmm. So like the rest is kind of a, um, a byproduct of the core, which is meeting up and, and chatting for an hour. Yeah. And I think too, like if there's a, you know, a 10 second window in these weekly conversations where people go, that's how I'm feeling, or that's the way I'm thinking. And then what follows makes something click in their brain. Great. It doesn't mean you and I know everything. There's no, we do not know everything. You know, you no, and I, I don't are, know anything. We're we're learning as we go, and I think there's there's purpose and meaning and fulfillment in getting those kinds of DMs where it's like, hey, your podcast helped me start my own business and or quit my job, and now I'm taking photography more seriously. For and and I, those messages to me don't inflate my ego at all i'm just like fuck i i get almost like i get choked up sometimes yeah you know yeah. what i mean i get choked up because 
I, to your sort of your point, it's like, I can't believe like I can and I can't, like it's a weird balance. I can't believe that this thing that started three years ago is just some means to take some control back during COVID and do something and take action has transformed into this thing where, you know, I'm meeting tons of strangers and people are telling me how this 30 second clip or this topic of an episode helped them do X, Y, and Z. And it's like, holy fuck, man. And there's also this weird, there's this weird uh, feeling of <laughs> like we're in so deep now. We're in so deep. Like we can never break up. But this is where like, and I, I mean, yeah, to you and I, but in so deep to, to people who really look forward to these every Friday. Yeah. Yeah. I'm at the point now where and I think I have been for probably almost all the episodes, but like it gets amplified where I'm doing this because I feel like I have an obligation to people who look forward to this, this show every Friday. And that to me is my purpose here. Yeah. You know, that gives me purpose and that lets me breathe a sigh of relief from having to give a shit about imposter syndrome or any of those things. It's like, I don't care if I'm the best photographer. I don't care if you think my photos are shit. I don't care if you think I'm the greatest photographer ever. All I care about is that you get something out of this hour, two hour, half hour episode that you can apply and make your life better. Yep. That's it. That's That's it. That's it. That's, that's all I really one. care about. That's all. But one. like, that's not to say that your feelings of that, that of imposter syndrome aren't valid or warranted. I mean, those, those questions are going to always creep into our minds. Am I good enough? Am I doing enough? Et yeah, cetera. I think it, and it's, I think it you, you can't into, hide. You can't hide in, from those and you just got to face them and, and mm-hmm. have some reminders and reality checks of where you've come from and what you've done. And, free of ego inflation. Yeah. When you, when you bring, I think when you bring dollars into the game a little bit, like, yeah, we're, we're doing this for essentially free, you know, every week. So if you don't like it or like we're talking too long or we're like, okay, like it's, we're no, you're not paying us. Like we're, we're, we're doing it ourselves. You don't, you don't have to follow along. But I think when, when like, in any situation, when value gets tied to something, that's where you're like, "Uh oh, like I got to make sure this equates to the value." Mm-hmm. Um, and as we're as we progress and, and get into some of those situations with um, a, a number of different avenues, that pressure becomes a little bit more there. And understanding, I think that's where my sentence of accepting the place in photography, accepting our place in photography and in this podcast and in this realm uh, for 2023, I think will be important to embrace it versus shy away from it or be scared of it. So can I ask you, what do you mean by, so in that sentence, what would you be shying away from? What place or reality are you needing to accept? let's use a let's let's use an example we we decide that there's an audience for us to do a master class on our editing and we charge two hundred dollars for a private session 
And we assume people signing up for that will enjoy our editing and want to know our tricks. And with that, there is a responsibility to deliver a worthwhile masterclass to the audience. Now, out of 10 people, eight might love it. One might be like, oh, that was good. And there might be one that's like, well, that was a fucking joke. $200 for that? Like, I know that shit on Lightroom. Like, that was, what a waste of money. I think it's that person that, I'm being dramatic, but it keeps Who's me up the at night. perfectionist now? It keeps me up at night. <laughs> no, I, I, I don't, <laughs> yeah. Well, here's but, something for you, man. Like, mm-hmm. so the podcast on Spotify is rated 4.9. Son of a bitch. Okay, but listen, listen. Damn it. Statistically speaking, the two most commonly given ratings are mm-hmm. fives and ones. Ones? Just if, across all podcasts. Okay. Fives and ones. Okay. Which means there's people who have given this show, you know, that we put a lot of effort into weekly, a one star. Can you find their IP address? <laughs> because- <laughs> so my point, like my point is, is that's just, it's always going to be that way. You look at some of the best shows yeah. on Lex Fridman or whatever, you know, 4.9 is great. But, and you know, the people who think this is stupid and, you know, really dumb show or whatever, that's fine. You know, respect if you think that way. I'm not going to try and prove you wrong. Mm-hmm. I don't, but not so politely said, I don't really give a fuck about those people. I want to yeah, give yeah. more of my time, attention, and energy to the people who are like, I'm getting some stuff out of this and I'm seeing changes in my photography. Those yeah. are the people who you and I are showing up for, whether that's yep. two people or whether it's 200,000 years from now. I don't really care. I just want to speak to those people from what's going on in my head, not from a pedestal. And I hope that however you interpret it helps you some way, somehow live better, healthier, and with more fun. Well, you just helped me. So thank you. Did you say that in my wins for the day? We're going to be doing this. We're going to be doing this for 200,000 years because I'm 42 (laughs) and I don't know if I'm going to make it. I said two listeners or 200,000 listeners. Uh, All right, we got to get Aaron. So the uh, donation thing where you have to tell your dating story has changed now. It's changed to hearing aids. (laughs) Hearing aids, jeez. Yeah, I've had (laughs) twice. Maybe my volume's not up enough. I need to check that total. That is, uh, you know what I'm going to do? Might be a New Year's bonus. We've talked about Patreon. I'm going to tell the the first half until it gets good. You're such a piece of shit. (laughs) I'm going to tell the first half until it gets good. Right when we launch Patreon, please subscribe. And then there's going to be a cutoff like, (laughs) and then your voice is going to come in and going to be, if you want to hear the rest of this story, please click the link below and sign up for Patreon. (laughs) You thought this was free? Yeah. You don't get the climax for free. (laughs) No, It's a sample Apple book. (laughs) Yeah. It's going to be the, the whole version will be on Patreon. That first month will be, will be as rich as we're ever going to be. Because yeah. they'll need to hear it. Talk about pressure. That story better hold up. I think it does. Yeah, I think great. it's all in the telling. Enough talk. I got to go check the PayPal, see where we're at. Are you doing that right now? No. Oh. Do it off the record. Oh, we need, yeah. uh, this is uh, the second to last episode before 
the new year. We got one more and go sign up for that golf giveaway with Encore Golf episode in the ep- yes. uh, link in the episode description. You just got to give your email. You're entered to win $700 worth of stuff. Grand prize for you, for someone you know who's a golfer. Do it. Easy peasy. Yeah. Great company. Great golf balls from what I've heard. I haven't actually hit one yet, but you have. Ooh, they are amazing. They're, they're, they're amazing. my ball of choice. So, we all know it. You know, worst case, you could unsubscribe. You won't, but you could. So give that email and hopefully win it. We're going to be doing that December 31st, I think, somewhere around then. And we'll announce the winner on the podcast. The link is in the episode description. It'll take you 15 seconds. Go. And Aaron, we also have some TPM artwork. Yeah. Yeah. Do you have one or you need to look for a second? I need to look for a second. What I want to say while he's looking for okay. TVM artwork is that you're hearing this on a Friday. We've got the holidays coming up. Uh, Seth and I want to extend our gratitude and thanks again for another awesome year. Um, especially, Aww. you know, the the retreat in April, like you guys. There's another um, one coming. There's another one coming. Um, we should tease that next week. We will. The workshop. Yeah. Well, and we the, got a workshop. We workshop can, we can, we can be vague here. We got a workshop coming in and April. we'll have a retreat coming and two different things, two different things. Um, but yeah, thank, thank you for listening. Thank you for sharing. Um, honestly, like that's, this isn't a call to action. This is just a thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do appreciate it. We do love the DMs and the talks and the the conversation that this brings. And we wouldn't, you know, really be able to do it without you. So uh, have a great holiday. Maybe mm-hmm. like take a break, relax a little, think about things that you're grateful for, show gratitude, thank someone. Did a great lesson with uh, my kids. You know the book, The Giving Tree? Yes, I do. Uh, everyone has that person in their life. That's the giving tree that just gives, gives, gives. And we kind of get accustomed to taking, 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 maybe recognize that person and really thank them. Mm. You know, that was a nice, nice lesson we did today. I'm going to share it all with you. Who's your giving tree and who deserves a big hug and thank you for all that they do. I can think of a few in my life. Absolutely. That's great. That's great. Um, yeah, I, I kind of said it better myself, man. Thank you to everybody. Um, yeah. I actually got choked up at the Spotify wrapped stuff for podcasters that came through. Um, yeah, it was crazy. I couldn't believe it. It was incredible. So yeah, thank you to everyone who listens, shares. And even if you don't, I'm just, you know, happy that the hours we spend each week, you know, help you out. Um, that's all I really got. Be nice to retail workers. During yeah. the holidays, shops always be nice to people. Always, um, yeah. and uh, don't feel like you have to do the holidays a certain way. I think we talked about that last time. This archetype of how holidays should be: <laughs> do what you want to do. You want to be an introvert? Be an introvert. You want to buy a million gifts? Do that. You don't? Don't. Yep. You know, there's no template for what the holidays should be. Do it your way. Do it your way. 
TPM artwork. Love it. Tanner Bell Court photography. I had to pick this coyote. Oh my God. Because, oh. first of all, because I love the cool blues. You're a blue guy yourself. Yeah. This is working for me. Very great shot. The look back is classic. Classic. And if you saw my stories the other day too, you'll see that I had five koi wolves, I think is what they are, Aaron, or they were. I think that's a myth. No, it's not. They're all over. This is the hybrids. Koi wolves. So this is what I've learned and I could be wrong. Okay. So there's Western coyotes, very small. There's Mm -hmm. Eastern coyotes, which is a mix of, has dog DNA, wolf DNA, and coyote DNA. They're just, they're bigger, the Eastern guys. And they all vary depending on the DNA involved. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So like you could have a big, a big coyote, a kind of scraggly coyote, depending on what DNA percentage they have. But the Eastern one is mixed. Now I could be talking straight out my butt because (laughs) I did not research this. I've just heard along the way. So don't well, you saw the ones me. in my story the other day. They looked big. They looked but, big. But now man. That I'm looking at that fluffer right there. You know, he's pretty fluffy and big. He's pretty fluffy too. Here's what we'll do. I'll throw it up on the TPM story with a poll. Yes. Wolf for coyote. Wolf for coyote. And if it's 50-50, then it's a koi wolf. <laughs> there, there you go. And that's a real thing. Yeah. Um, but in all seriousness, Tanner Belcourt photography. Great Beautiful. shot of a coyote. Of course, we're talking about the TPM artwork, which you can view on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. You suck. You can't see it, but you could see it on the uh, in the Instagram stories and the episodes shared and such. So congratulations, Tan- Tanner. We got one more episode before the new year. And then we'll get back to, I think we have like three or four guests in a row for yep. January. So yep. that's all I got, man. I'm going to go eat some food. I've been on a fast for 24 hours today. I'm sure oh, my man. mic has picked up the gurgling. <laughs> picked up the gurgling, but I am hungry. I'm going to go get yeah, something go, nice to eat. Go eat. I'm going to go run a mile at least. I'm going fi- to I'm gonna record like a, a Goggins type motivational thing with like the cinematic music in the back and just be me screaming at you. Please. I need that. Another mile. Let's go. I love that. Let's go. They used to have that for like the Nike iPod connection thing. Like you can have someone yell at you. Anyways. Anyways, man, have fun on your run. Go pound the pavement. Thank you. I'll see you. Bye.